This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy 94.9 presents Absolutely Everybody. Sponsored by and presented by Anecto, the People Network. Absolutely everybody, only on Joy 94.9. Um, the Australian, the Museum of Australian Democracy at Eureka, MADE, is an Australian museum which engages visitors in the compelling story of democracy. The stories are told, the stories are told of ordinary men and women, past and present, which have fought for the democratic freedoms we enjoy today. It makes sense then that the Grassroots for Democracy Exhibition for Disability Rights is being held at MADE in Ballarat South and it's great pleasure to uh, have with us Catherine Ania who is part of the um, exhibition. Thanks so much for joining us Catherine. Not a problem. How did you come to be involved in the exhibition? Uh, I was given a phone call by the curator um, saying, would you like to be involved? And apparently they had a panel of people that um, um, nominated people who they thought should be involved and I was one of those nominees. And then they worked on who might be available for a photo shoot and... The timeliness was also a factor, so yeah, um, I became involved because I've been working in that area of disability rights for about 15 years now, and um, I think they they wanted to get a range of people who who represented a range of backgrounds um, in the exhibition. So that's how I became involved. Oh, great! So, what's your um, role in the exhibition then? Um, I am one of the people featured in the exhibition, so my photograph is featured in the exhibition as a, I guess, a a contemporary leader in the disability rights movement. So if you go to the museum, you'll see a big portrait of me and a little bit about who I am, along with the portraits of many other people that are featured in the exhibition, as well as featured in in the digital content. Oh, great. What was it like having um, a big portrait of you hung in an exhibition such as this? Um, I think it's, um, uh, it was fun. Hmm. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, I acknowledge that it's a great honour to be chosen to be featured as, as a leader in the community. Um, and uh, the whole process was really interesting because I live in Adelaide and they used a local photographer um, to take my photograph, which was great. And all of the photographers they choose, chose were photographers uh, who identified as having a disability. So that was a unique part of the project as well. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. So they were able to... Um to stay true to that side and, and show that um, as people with disabilities, we have many other talents as well. Because yeah, I'm a yeah. wheelchair user myself, so 
Um, yeah, that's great that they were able to do that. Um, what What is your background? And you mentioned that you've been working in disability rights. Yeah. Can you tell uh, us a bit about my that? my background? Um, well, I'm currently the chairperson of the Autistic Self Advocacy Network of Australia and New Zealand. And my background is, is in that area, but also in much broader rights campaigns. I also have an academic interest in disability, so critical disability studies. So I um, uh, teach at uni and I'm still studying at uni. Um, seems to be a big, bit of a career studying, but I also work in local government um, in as an access and inclusion um, officer in a community development team. So I spend a lot of time um, working, I guess, in the front lines of disability access, but also in the policy side of things as well. So, you know, for what I do... What we do at the Autistic Self Advocacy Network is a lot of uh, systemic advocacy, so changing the policies. Um, the government's always asking for submissions on a range of things, so we're always looking to consult with the government about how um, people can be better included, autistic people can be better included in Australian society. So that's, that's kind of my involvement in... Disability rights, and I've had a long, you know, long involvement in a whole range of um, activism from youth to the gay rights movement to I don't know. I think I'm just a born activist. I can't stop. <laughs> no, no, it's um, that it, it sounds fabulous actually, and it sounds like a very broad and varied um, background that I'm sure will continue to be just as um, varied. So um, have you um, had the chance to view the exhibition yourself or have you only... Yes. No, I went to the museum for the opening. Um, So, yeah, I got to see in person, which was great. I stayed in Ballarat for one night. (laughs) Oh, lovely. Because you're from South Australia. Yeah, I live in Adelaide. Yeah. yeah, it was freezing. It got to a hole of eight degrees in Ballarat when I was there, I think. That was the top temperature. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does have a reputation for being nice and chilly. Um, what can people expect when they go to the exhibition then? Uh, well, they can visit. There's a, the actual um, exhibition is just off the cafe area at the at the gallery, Um and so you've got some large portraits of disability rights leaders and a little bit about them. But then you've also, in the cafe area, you've got some large panels that give you a little bit of a walkthrough of the history of disability rights. There's also a touch screen that shows the honour roll. And the honour roll, the idea of the honour roll is that it's actually an online honour roll. And anyone can nominate someone that they think is worthy of um, being involved in the honour roll um, as a contributor to the disability rights movement. So basically, if you know someone that's contributed um, to the disability rights movement and you think they should be recognised, you can nominate them on that um, through the, the website. So you can go to the Museum of Demo- um, Democracy, Australian Democracy at 
Eureka, which is made, M-A-D-E, dot org, and um, check out the section on um, the exhibition and you can actually nominate someone for that honour roll. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll sort of give you steps on how to do that. Which yeah, I think is which is a great idea. It's not just, uh, okay, we're going to have a one-off exhibition and, and be done with it. It's trying to create an ongoing um, dialogue about the disability rights movement because what we know about what people have done in terms of that is that people get occasionally get funds to do a project and there might be a little website or some digital stories or some you know, his, oral history recordings or something, but they're all disparate. They're all somewhere in Australia and no one's ever, ever um, had the funds or taken the time to put together the whole story of the history of disability rights. So I think the, the curators really wanted to, and the funders and the museum, of course, they really wanted to put together something that was a lasting legacy, not just a one one-off hit, so that's why I set up the honour roll, and uh, I think that's really important. They've also they're also um, you know trying to um, back a film that that's been made um, by a, an, an, a film artist called Sarah um, Barton, who's made a film um, on the history of disability rights oh, and. Wow. Um, we saw a preview at the launch of the exhibition and she really needs now money to edit that. So the, the exhibition launch was a chance for her to highlight that film and hopefully get some more backing for the film. So yeah, that's quite exciting. That, that sounds great. You were talking about Sarah Barton's um, short film. Do you want to yeah. tell us a bit more about that? Uh, the film... Um, is put together has not only covered disability rights in Australia but um, throughout the UK and the US as well. So the different sort of trajectories of the development of, of disability rights, who are the key players, some really interesting interviews and conversations with people who who um, really made a contribution early on. Um, some people are no longer with us so she's spent quite a few years doing this, uh, undertaking this process and so she captured some people I think really before they moved on from this earth which is fantastic and um, and uh, you know we're really talking about people who have been doing this activism since the late 60s you know through the 70s right up until they passed away working for um, you know the betterments of of people with disability but you know from things like access to the physical environment to changing attitudes to people with disability to you know removing barriers to healthcare and the education system and you know when you think about it um, you know there's a whole lot that has been done over the last 30 or 40 years that we probably need to recognise and a lot of younger people actually take for granted that they have all this access to things. Now, we're not saying it's perfect because we know it's not and it's still an ongoing um, issue, 
but um, a lot of the things that I guess younger people who um, have physical access needs do take for granted have really been, you know, won by those early campaigners who who did things like tie themselves to um, buildings and had sit-ins and wouldn't leave parliamentarians' offices. In the US, there were um, sit-ins that went for months and months and people ferried in food and had makeshift showers and all sorts of things just to make sure that um, the legislation in the US changed. So there was lots and lots of things to capture and I think Sarah's done that really well and now she's looking for the funding to put that together and um, show people. Where can people um, find out more about her project or it's not... Um I would say hit the uh, the famous search engine and um, have a look for her name and the disability rights work that she's been doing as a, as a filmmaker. Um, she was also involved in uh, the show No Limits through Disability uh, Media yes, Australia. Yes. So if you go through Disability Media and find there, you'll find information about her film as well. Fabulous. Uh, one final question. Why do you think it's important for exhibitions such as this to find an audience? Um, well, I think it's really important that it finds a mainstream audience and that's why I'm so happy that it's at the Museum of the Strand Moxie at Eureka because it does get a mainstream audience because, you know, there's a bit of a thing with, um, you know, within the disability community, we're great at talking to ourselves and celebrating our own achievements and having our own conferences and stuff. The challenge is to get that information um, out to the mainstream um, and to, you know, and to have partners like the museum makes a huge difference because they're saying this is an important um, part of Australian democracy um, and it should be recognised as such and not just a an, another thing, something out of the mainstream. It is a really important part of Australia, the Australian democratic process, um, and I, which I'm very passionate about, and I'm currently um, preparing to undertake a study at uni for like a doctoral study into participation in democracy by people with intellectual disabilities. So I'm really passionate about everyone having access to the democratic process. So, yeah, I think that's probably why it's really important is that we acknowledge that it is part of mainstream democracy and that everybody gets to um, hear the stories of people with disability um, because the more we communicate to the mainstream populace about this, the, the more attitudinal change we'll have because I think everyone talks about, oh, we've got the NDIS now, you know, things should change. Well, they won't change unless people's attitudes change because you can have all the money in the world but if, you know, you go out with your brand-new wheelchair and, and um, some, you know, great support, workers and everything like that and you still have to face people's foul attitudes you're not 
going to have a very good quality of life. <laughs> it's about you, it's about me, it's about inclusion. Absolutely everybody on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.